Welcome to another episode of For the Culture Podcast, a soccer podcast for us, by us, episode 10. 10, baby. You got yes. Ringo here. You got Grego. You got yes. Coach Tony is back, I'm ladies. Back, He's I'm back. back. I'm out of morning. I'm out of morning, man. <laughs> yeah. Tony. Hey man, it's a new week, man. It's a new year. It's a new week, new year. New week, new year. Old school life. That's old. That's old shit, man. That's 2018, man. We on 2019, man. Let that shit do that. Why y'all on 2018? 2019, man. Come on, man. I always talk about that. Just move on. Stuck in the past, man. It's been it's been a great winter. You know why? Because like, of course, you had the home team win the MLS Cup. You had Florida beating Michigan. Bama lost last night. Like, I'm like, not even lost. They, they got, got whiz, whiz, whiz. They got Molly Watch. By Sunshine. Schmack. Sunshine just worked them. I mean, like, Jesus Christ. Like, bruh. Like, like I said last night, when Bama loses, freedom wins. Everybody wins. <laughs> Everybody wins. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I know y'all can't see it. Greg threw up the black power <laughs> for Alabama losing. That is how, That's how it be. SEC country is. That's how it it's be. crazy. Yeah. What's been going on, guys? What's been going on? Shoot, I mean, new year, new season coming up on us. Look, I just realized, like, of course, of course, you weren't here last last week. You know, me and Ringo were kind of holding things down. But I realized, like, with most of the leagues in Europe on like winter break. It's like, yeah, there's not really a whole lot to talk about. It's like, man, it was like, dude, like, hold up. Got got, got EPL and, nope. and, and, and EPL. <laughs> I mean, uh, we could talk about the turnaround that happened in Manchester United. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, the streak's still going. It's still going, baby. I mean, like, there's no EPL game. So, like, you got the uh, FA Cup and, uh, and all that. But, so, yeah, the streak's still going. Like, hey, I'll, 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 I'll take it. But, but, yo, the... Mexico, they they didn't they didn't wait nearly as long. The, the wait is finally over. I think they only their countdown. The worst kept secret uh, in international football. Whatever, what when did the World Cup end? Like in, in July, in July. So like like about roughly six seven months. So like yeah. it, it it wasn't nearly. It wasn't over a year. I'll tell you that. Yeah, uh, Tata, our, our 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 beloved Tata Martino is is officially with El Tree. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's uh, the worst kept secret. It's basically been like an unofficially official deal for like the past like four months. But uh, what y'all think? Well, I was going to ask you. What, do you think it sounds like a move that makes sense for him as far as what he is trying to do and wanting to do, and the, his, you know, his uh, priorities and what I, he likes to do as a I, coach? I think his excuse was bullshit. Like he said, he wanted to go be closer to family and shit I like that. But he moved to Mexico. But like we've said before, like I think, you know, Tata's getting that age. He can't really manage the day-to-day. So his heart's not in it anymore. So just getting some players and just managing them on a monthly, once-a-month basis, once every two-month basis, I I think that's more his groove. If if you do have that desire to be at home more than doing national – doing a national team – Actually, fits because of course you're only coaching about once every two, three two months. months, yeah. And you know, in, in between that time, the, your time is pretty you're much evaluating. Just, so, of course, you're evaluating your team, but of course, if you need to, of course, you can go back home, 
you know, check on your family, check on mom, mom Dukes and everything and, and, and then push on out. So I think, you know, as far as like whatever's going on in, you know, with his family life, it definitely offers a bit more balance. Whereas of course, when you're here, you know, you're, you're doing that pretty much like six, seven days out of the week. So. But at the same time, like we're talking about Mexico. Man. That's what I was going to lead to. Talking it, about it's going to be pressure is going to be there. Dude, we're is. not talking about Djibouti. <laughs> yeah, like, this is Mexico. <laughs> well, he, he he coached Argentina before, so like I, I think that you know I think that. Well, how old was he? Right, he was that much was, younger. That was, that was, no, that was just like what two, three years ago. But that's what I'm saying. But part of the reason why he came into the Atlanta job, he said he wanted something a little bit less, a little bit low key in the sense, mm-hmm. but a project and yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. And then when, as a, you know, his excuse, if you say he wanted to be close to his family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, bullshit. Yeah, that's how I felt, yeah, too. I, I think time-wise, he'll get that. But I think that as far as pressure-wise, yeah, that's going to be. I like, think it's one of the most pressurized. <laughs> yeah. Be, because especially in the, in, the, in the world. What Mexico's national team is going through right now. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're the best team in CONCACAF right now. But yeah. still, they're not performing what their fans no. want them to be. Absolutely. And they're going, to, the media is going to have a fervor with Tata, especially because they've seen what he did in Atlanta. So they're going to want those results immediately in I Mexico. I mean, like, you got to think about, like, you know, with when he was with Argentina, like, that, they went to the Copa America final in both. 20, uh, 2015 and also with the Copa America Centenario that was held here the following year uh, they both lo- lost in the final on, on, on penalty kicks and so he's definitely able to I think perform at that, at that level um, I think that I think as far as the pressure that goes with with Mexico I think they're in an interesting situation because you are finally transitioning away from the Rafa Marquez era, uh, Chicharito's not not getting any younger. Like I think he's about to be approaching thirty. Uh, you never know what you're going to get with the uh, with the, the Santos. You have guys like Chuki and um, I've got the other guys, no no winger, but shit. Uh, like it's a very interesting time. I think that a guy like him, especially a guy that that you know can help, you know, bring the best out of. Uh, out of what basically your your prospects, I think that he's a he's a good pick. And I think that unlike us, you, it, it definitely shows Mexico's interest in actually you know you know getting past a uh, round of sixteen game in the World Cup. Like they actually want to say like, hey, we're sticking our claim. Like like this is our time. So um, I think that he, if if you want to make that type of move, that's the kind of coach that you end up wanting to get. I don't think there's any question about his capability. For me, from my standpoint, it's not his capability. And everything that you touched upon about, you know, what he can bring about from the young players and identifying those young players mm-hmm. and also mixing that in with the um, the vets, I have no no question about his capability of that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, what he, the magic he worked with us. But I'm just saying as far as where he's at in his life age-wise and what he claimed, were priorities mm. that shit just didn't match and I get there's a PR game there's yeah. a PR game right. that we all have to you know and money talks you know right. it, it might have been his agent shopped him around right. you know in Central America South America hell even Same. the Caribbean yeah. and then it's like the, no one was throwing money like Mexico was and you know Top Top was like I, I just think I that Mexico job I, I think is one of those things where he could end up being like Urban Meyer and just be like, yo, 
my health is a concern yeah. now. Like, yeah, and I, I can see that happening, especially with the Gold Cup. Yeah. Like, if they come in here and United States like, turns it around, Greg Burhalter turns it around, and they put a whipping on Mexico. Like, yeah. Tata, thank you for what you did in Atlanta, but fuck you for going to Mexico. <laughs> like, straight up. Like, like we, 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 remember, we, we like, saluted him, but fuck you for going to Mexico. He straight got his up. TIFO, and We're, now he's yeah, going to do that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to remember, like, what was it, 20, the 2010 cycle where, like, like they, they were struggling to qualify, and like they went through like three or four managers, like in their, like their last two, three uh, uh, breaks, just trying to like it's like we need a win, we need somebody who can get a win and get us qualified. There's little ten year old kids named Zuzi because <laughs> and like because Graham Zuzi saved them, he saved them during that cycle. Yeah, I'm like, but but so like I think that. Um, no, it, it, there'll definitely be pressure. That I do think that you know, while I don't think that they'll fire him, but I, I definitely think that uh, if they if they fall short of at least reaching the final, they're gonna be looking, giving him some mad side eyes. So, like, good good luck to him because he, yeah. he, well, he, he, he doesn't have a messy in the squad this year. You know right, he, that, that's 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 a blessing. Right. He has a bunch of fringe Mexican players. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. Gold Cup is gonna be fun this year because it's real parody. It's, it's it's real. <laughs> it's gonna be real parody in the Gold Cup this summer. Like I'm excited. But yeah, I, I know uh, preseason uh, is about to get started uh, um, here. Actually, uh, next, next next week. Yeah, we, and uh, the schedules just just came out. And uh, so, like, what do y'all think? Like, what games are standing out to you? Well, obviously, uh, you know, going from what was the last game, you always gotta look at that. Look at you know, when's that rematch going to happen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the land Portman, you got to mm-hmm. definitely identify. Yeah, we got Orlando. Uh, sorry, why am I saying it? Like, why are we even talking about Why are you saying Orlando, man? Like, like, tell you, man. Is that JV team? Dark like, Horse? Dark, dark Horse. <laughs> so, just so y'all know, Ringo has made the claim that Orlando is making the playoffs next season. That's it. I'm putting it down on the money. They're going to make that final seed. I'll say that. This is, this is, that's a, definitely a benefit of having about 20 teams. <laughs> playoff, teams right? going to play off. So, uh, I didn't say why they, they were going to make it. They got a shot. <laughs> and it, that's, that's about all they got. They got a shot. But uh, Atlanta and Portland, they, uh, uh, their rematch is actually on August 18th. It's in Portland. Uh, we also got a, a couple of. But before you go to that one, Portland should have their new stadium done. Like, have you guys, y'all saw those? The, yeah, 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 yeah. the, the tower? It's, it's I don't still know. Can't, they still can't fit 26,000, so I ain't trying to hear that. <laughs> Shots. Bitter, bitter Shots. Portland fans. I Shots. mean, hey, that, that's, that's on them. But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they're going through an expansion right now. And uh, so, like, at least from what I've seen so far, it actually looks pretty nice. But yeah. But they also got the first game. Get your numbers up. They got the first game against Cincinnati too, right? No, that's uh, Seattle. Seattle actually plays them first. That's on the second of March. Uh, But March seventeenth, Cincinnati plays. Yeah, Portland. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sucks they got to go on the road like that, Cincinnati. Yeah, Minnesota actually opens up their uh, new stadium as well. I believe that's 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 beautiful. They they should really call it Purple Rain. (laughs) Yo, they did that. Tough. Yeah, I'm taking that. Park. Yo, rent an old Volkswagen van. I I tweeted them on um, on Facebook. I was like, yeah, so like you know, I know it's cold up there. Like I just need, I just need to know what weekend it's going to be seventy degrees up there. Cause, you know, <laughs> Man, that's going to be like, like some July. July. <laughs> that's going to be August. <laughs> 
it could be weird. Some 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 good old nature voice from down south that we that we like are, are warm. I've always <laughs> wanted to buy some Tims, so like if we make that trip, man, I can finally get some Tims, yo. Oh man, I had to wear Tims at Howard. That was like you didn't get to Howard unless you had a pair of Tims. Right, right. <laughs> See, I grew up in the south though, so like wearing Tims down here is just it's asinine. It's always funny though, like when you see a guy down here. And, and and Tim's and like it's it's August, bro. Time out, cat. Yo, today at practice, yeah, we had CT Mar uh, Recreation Center, mm-hmm. and we had the thirteen to eighteen year old kids. And this is you know, Coach Dawi, shout out to Dawi. Yo, Coach Dawi was doing the uh, kind of you know footwork drills with them or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was one kid, I swear to God. Tibbs. But he was like on the pitch. walking around like, I'm not doing this shit. Just walking <laughs> on the field, walking through the hoops, walking around the cold, man. Most hilarious thing. She just made him run laps. Dude. But yes, Minnesota. <laughs> <Tim's. laughs> <laughs> yeah, Minnesota opens up their stadium on, on, on April 13th against uh, NYCFC. Okay. Um, yeah, like their stadium. So, so what about some of the derbies? You know, we got the Hudson. Uh, Hudson River. Actually, the one that actually stood out to me a lot is, of course, you know, Cincinnati starts this year. Their first, yeah, their, first uh, their first Hellish Real Derby is against uh, against the Crews on August 10th. Yeah, so... Explain the Hell is Real. Yeah. So, apparently, like, in uh, on the highway in between Cincinnati and Columbus, there's a... There's a church group that has this, this uh, billboard that says, Hell is Real. Of course, you know, they... Drugging all <laughs> hellfire and damnation if you if you go against God and everything uh, and yeah and um Cincinnati actually like ha- has adopted that like into like you know their supportive group uh, culture and that's necessarily the religious part just the whole the uh, mantra of hell is real saying like like their supportive group over in Turkey, Turkey or something listen MLS needs to do what they did for the Cascadia Cup buy the rights to that and I would play up that oh if hell they- is real I would play that up I would have. Rock music playing on the commercials, everything like that. Like they got to play that shit up for that rivalry. I say it, it definitely. Yeah, I mean, it might not even be a rivalry. Oh, like no. we hope oh, it no. will be. Oh no, that that'll definitely. Be I think the real rivalry would be when Austin comes into play and Austin <laughs> and Columbus yeah. go against each other. It'd be live. And that's the thing, like you know, like really, like for the most part, some of the in in city derbies aren't really all that. All that um, tight like that. It's always the ones where like like, like it's like neighboring it's, states like it's history like, like DC and New York yeah, yeah like, like or Chicago cool. and yeah. and um and um and then and, and the crew of Chicago but, and, yeah and, and, and quakes and quakes in Dallas because the Dallas burn they well, moved. you gotta give it to El Tropico this past season that was a hell yeah, of a dog yeah. it was yeah. that was a hell of a dog uh, I mean I Galaxy know. won them all. No, no, they, no, 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 but remember, they drew them all. They drew them all. They did draw. They Isn't did. Isn't that his Latin goal? Yeah. Yes, the first. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Jesus, that right there was. You're I, welcome. Yep. <laughs> You're I, welcome. I, I, I didn't want him to come back. <laughs> I didn't want him to come back to MLS for this shit right here. That's July 19th. El Trafico. El Trafico. July 19th. Yeah, and then you got the Manchester United reunion tour. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Rooney versus Lata. DC versus LA. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, yeah, August 11th. Yeah, the home team um, actually opens up uh, up in DC uh, on, on uh, March 3rd. Uh, are, are we going up there? I'm so nervous for that game. I think, Gregor, you might be on your own. I, I'll be in DC the following weekend, so. I can only do so many DC trips in one. Homecoming. <laughs> well, I was, I'm gonna say shit. I wish we could do homecoming, but shit, the season ends too damn early. 
Man, so so here like here's my thing. Like now that I've seen a lot of the schedule, like how everything's gonna gonna maneuver around. Just keep in mind, like we mentioned uh, a few weeks back, the season now um, changes from ending at towards the end of October now towards the beginning of October, and so everything is kind of you know kind of compressed into what six months or so, and. I like especially like for a team like ours, with, well, you know, with the home team and everything, you know, you have Champions League, you have U.S. Open Cup, not to mention you also have players who would leave on Gold Cup duty, players who leave on Cup of America duty. And you're talking about all of that's all before August. Yep. So I think that this uh, year, especially this year specifically, because. All, a lot of our players are both American and, and South American. Like you're, especially that that June um, box, you're going to be losing a lot of a lot of quality players. It's going to be a test of depth for everybody. Oh yeah, like everyone's getting their depth tested. Like Atlanta United fans, you're listening now. Don't expect the same season that we had last year. It, it's going to be rough. It's Frank's first season with us, so like you know. Patience is a virtue. We're going to have to have that with our club. Yeah, I would definitely say that hopefully he's working with a lot of the kids because they're definitely going to be needed because, like, between the, uh, the kids, the guys on AU2, um, and like I said, you're going to be using those guys as much as possible because, yeah, they get through those first, you know, three, four months. It's going to be real tough. Yeah, and then the dog days of summer, I mean, it's going to be three games a week. Yeah. Like Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday. Yeah, like, I think, yeah, I think of, uh, May and September are like our toughest months where, like, like we're getting, like, uh, we're definitely playing more midweek games, uh, both both here um, in Atlanta and also on the road. So Did you say something about the Champions League being at Kennesaw? Yeah, God, like that's gonna be a whole different type of, and that's a whole different vibe right there because you're talking about like at the at the end of uh, February, I think it's something the twenty eighth of uh, February, twenty eighth, yep. And uh, instead of playing in the bins, you're playing out in uh, Kennesaw State. Might be cold. Might be cold. Might be cold. Definitely gonna be small. Yeah, there's Uh, so many places we could have played in the city. Like, I mean, so many places we could have played in the city. You know what? That that would have been one of those moments where like, hey, you make a call back over to tech me like, yo, can we make a make a reunion? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I so I saw that on Reddit. It's because they couldn't there they couldn't get the grass put in. There was something about the grass being come in in that time period to get quality grass in to use uh, Georgia Tech. The camera might be able to see see my side. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, there's I, I guess it's you know Atlanta United front office are. Kennesaw alumni. It's the only thing I could think why we continue to use that location because I mean, like, it, it, it hurts. Open Cup, I can, I can understand that, but like for no. Champions League, no. Open Cup should be right downtown in um, what is it? What's the stadium over at by Piedmont Park? Um, about Grady Grady Stadium. Uh, yeah. Open Cup should be right there. <laughs> right there. That's even smaller. Like <laughs> right. So, I mean, small, but it's here in the city. You have that buzz. And well, then all that, it might as well just be at a, at a, at back at a Turner Field. Hey, you know, fuck it. Ugh. Over Kennesaw. That right. I mean, like I said, Kennesaw. Yeah, I would prefer that. Yeah. Oh, right. I was like, it's not the best venue. Yeah. But actually, it's pretty nice. But like, you just want to stay, guys. The fact that one, it, accessibility, the size, 
And anybody who's ever driven out that way, like during like getting home from work, that shit's fucking tough. But yeah, well, you gotta remember that stadium when it was originally built. Mm-hmm. It was built with soccer in mind because that's where Atlanta Beat were playing primarily. When Atlanta mm-hmm. Beat were here, the women's team, that was like. Can we get another women's team here? Man. Yeah, we'll get nobody it. Nobody shows up. Yeah. No nobody's, nobody's, no, nobody's, no nobody's one supports women's sports. Nobody like, it, shows it, up. It's just the way it is. And unfortunately, that's the thing that sucks. Me with having a daughter that I hope plays soccer. Pisses me off, Joseph. So so between you and Joseph, like that, that we gonna speak into into existence. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. But yeah, man. Like, like I think the schedule is definitely gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a tough one, and I think that, like, with what with everything I saw here, I think that actually MLS made its own argument for themselves as far as why they should look into changing the schedule to probably a more traditional schedule probably like within the next five years or so, because I'm like, you're already cutting yourself off as far as potential audience goes. Cause you're not going to get another 2 million viewers for MLS cup. When you're putting the MLS cup in November, it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not to mention you're putting your, your players at a disadvantage because if you don't make the playoffs, your season ends in early October, like before the international break. So like, like you got qualifiers and everything to deal with, it comes with that. It's like, yeah, you're not playing. So it's like, how exactly do you really justify, you know, being able to get a call up in November when you haven't played in over a month? Yeah. Like that's, that's going to be tough. Yeah. You know, I think it's going to be experimental. I don't think it'll last. Like, I don't think it's going to last more than three seasons. Yeah. Like, like, like this I, way. Because they have to figure something out because I, I, I just don't see how. But this works. is the first season, like MLS has finally hit that growth. Where this is the first season where that we actually have a balanced schedule for both East and West. This is the first well, they time. Probably got, you know, even an even number of teams, so it's like it actually right. makes it a lot easier. Yeah, so. but it's exciting that you know you know that you're going to play DC twice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's like cool. We didn't get them this time. We can get them next time. Mm-hmm. Instead of well, first season, we played them three times. Like yeah. it, you know. So that's exciting to know. It's like, all right, cool. Home and away. away yep. yep. So, you know, that's that's fun. And then we play the one uh, cross-conference game. So mm-hmm. that's that's going to be fun this season. Like, it's going to be a good season. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, when Atlanta goes out to LAFC. Because, like, that one, I, I, say, I, I want my boys to be there. Because like, that, that's one thing I actually really want to be. Yeah, that's daddy like, duty, man. That's, 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 that's my birthday. oldest son's birthday. Son's birthday. It sounds I, easy. I told you. <laughs> Bring him, but yeah. like I've seen LAFC fans, there's pretty great ones out there. But I don't want no rowdiness happening around my babies. No, no, you're well, bags. We, we, no, we no, 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 we gotta be in the support section with them. We just be nearby, be like, hey, how y'all doing? Yeah, I hear you. But see, the way my wife is, the way she's yeah. set up, bro, she ain't gonna be like, hey, you know what? Actually, here. I don't think you've had your, you know. Your little right, your written excuse, like it's our ex- it expired, man. Yeah, I know. It's it's you know. I told her I was like, hey, maybe you know when the show starts popping, we start getting like a million listeners. You know, maybe I get an excuse to go. <laughs> Don't be hot to all that stuff on Twitter, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're about. Bro. I don't know what you're about. Oh man, but uh, so like I said, we really haven't had a lot of want to talk about as far as Europe goes. Like everyone's on on winter break. Uh, we have been um, seeing the FA Cup, like you mentioned before. Main matter one again. Uh, what was the uh, Liverpool yesterday? Yeah. yeah, but but honestly, I think it's 
by design, though. I think Liverpool's front office, Liverpool's like, yo, Champions League, Premier League. Let's focus on that. Like I know there's probably some, there's, there's some, some old guy, there's some old Liverpool fans like, no, the FA Cup everything to me. No. But it's like, why risk no, your player? Risk right. It's, so let's test some kids out. This gets, let's give them some experience. So if we ever if we need to use some depth this spring, that these t- these kids have been tested in the FA Cup. It so, just didn't turn out. So is that going to happen? Also with the Open Cup. Is that going to be something that we do eventually? Well, Atlanta, for the first two seasons, Atlanta's done it. I mean, you, you know, no one prioritizes is the, the Open Cup. No, right. so, no so team how, so does. How, so how does that ever get fixed? Because, you know, for, for those people who don't know about the U.S. Open Cup, it's just like the FA Cup, for those who are familiar with it, where you have all the professional and semi-professional clubs in America all – all plan planning in, in one tournament. So you have teams from MLS, USL, uh, MPSL. Yeah. And like, what people don't know is that there's like tons of like little teams, like, like, yeah. all, so, teams. like all over the place. So, so what Greg was saying is like Pookie and them can yeah. like legit make a team. And like, if they're good enough, they can play against Atlanta United if they can afford the travel. Don't, don't we have a team in there? For the culture has a team in there. Uh, we're we working on that. Yeah, we, we had a goalkeeper. I, 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 I heard you with too much money, man. I, I said, hey, man. Fuck that pain me. But no, uh, yeah, they're already doing qualifying rounds for next year's yeah. Open Cup. Like, so, like, let's put a team together. Fuck it. Let's, <laughs> let's make a cup run. <laughs> but yeah, doing it for the culture. Do it for the culture. But so for the Open Cup to really matter. So the FA Cup is really big because it was like the first domestic cup for right. in, for England. It's the oldest. Right. It's, it's the, the oldest, oldest club so in the world. The Open US Open Cup is over 100 years old. So it has the age it has. Unfortunately, it doesn't have the marketing behind it. Nope. The Open Cup is it's basically the US soccer has this tournament. It's on the schedule every year and when they just update the calendars like damn it, we got to do that Shit, again. Yeah. Damn it, we got <laughs> to do it again. And, <laughs> and, US soccer is they have one of the worst marketing entities in the world. They, they they suck at marketing. So only way for U.S. soccer. I don't so, say it's marketing. I think it's just more sort of distribution because like was U.S. Open Cup on? I, I, I think like yeah, it's, it's like TV beyond the beyond the. Um, I think the semifinals. Like you really didn't see it on on, on TV. But so you know what you can watch? What's up? You can watch the MLS Cup Combine. Yeah, you can watch the Combine. <laughs> <laughs> But no, what to? No. <laughs> no. Cares about the combine. Yeah, but it would. We can be, watch that, but not watch it's open cup. That's the whole point. Well, it's I, because there's three letters is the reason why. S U M. Like some, like you know, soccer United marketing is the reason. But that's the weird thing though, because you know they have such a buddy buddy relationship with U S soccer anyway. So it's like, why wouldn't you? But it's like not it's, some, it's, but it. Not some. Some makes their money from from MLS. No, but they they have a relationship with with US soccer. That's so cool. They went to college together, but they're not making <laughs> no, money off of no, it. No, like like they're like they're invested in MLS. So it's like some is. Yeah. No, but also uh, some is also invested in US soccer as well. Where the money? Like because that's cause that's what they have. They did they have the TV deal with. So 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 some negotiated US soccer TV deal. Correct. So how come Cause, cause that's, that's that's the only reason why you're able to have. Uh, MLS tied up with the U.S. Uh, soccer uh, TV, like they're like they're, they they negotiate that stuff together. 
So like they are, they automatically have a relationship to where you're, you basically have one entity trying to cover the needs of both. And what's happening is that it's basically like, are you going to choose MLS? Are you going to choose U.S. Soccer and, and U.S. Open Cup? It's like, nah, I'm going to go with, uh, yeah. with MLS. So, so let me let me paint this picture for you guys. This is how I think it could work, right? Mm. So the, the best way to get the Open Cup to be important, increase the purse, right? How much money is at stake of winning? So no one really cares about getting the CCL automatic injury in the CCL. No one really cares because the MLS Cup hasn't won that. So we need an MLS Cup to win CCL, right? Increase the purse. And USL 1 and 2 and 3, they need to get a TV deal. So well, you you get those four things done. I think the Open Cup will be the FA Cup. I, well, I, I think what y'all think? I, I think I, you're missing one key thing there because, like, just like how you're seeing right now with the FA Cup, you're not seeing like you have the FA Cup games going on right now. You're not seeing any MLS game, uh, um, EPL games going on right now. It's like they are provided that platform to where it's just FA Cup, right? And and he like. Whether it's on a weekday or on a weekend, they ha- they they've had it for like the past week or so. Whereas U.S. Open Cup has to get in what they fit in, right? and they, they they never have any games on the weekend. So of course that that right there is a big thing because of course with that you're not, you're not it, it, it it prevents a lot more fans from being able to travel. So yes, like, hey, I want to I want to go support my club, you know, during U, uh, U.S. Open Cup, but you know if it's on, if it's on a Tuesday or Wednesday, not a Saturday. It's like, yeah, right, kind of stuff. And that's what I'm saying. If you let, if you give some the keys, some is all about marketing the product of U.S. soccer, MLS. So if you basically say some, you guys are going to manage the contract for all this whole pyramid. Mm -hmm. You guys are going to get it done. So then they're like, let's tie all this shit together so they can make the schedules fit. Where their open cup gets this weekend, they put TV behind it. It's on ESPN, and then if you have a smaller club, those smaller clubs will be on ESPN Plus or FS. Like stream only, maybe. Yeah, or maybe or, just or, do or, stream or, only, or, and then maybe when you get to the later stages, that's when it gets on big TV. Yeah. Well, on, on that note, like what what are you, what are you guys' opinions on on the fact that basically so far all all of the FA Cup has been on ESPN Plus? Is that it hasn't been on TV at all? No, it pisses me off. It pisses me off. Like the fact that like, I mean, I I genuinely like watching it because you do get to see some of that younger talent mm-hmm. most of the time play. And for a person, you know, if you follow a club and you want to see these players get some PT and stuff like that, like that's usually the time you get to see it is in the FA Cup. That's why I was kind of pissed when it was on ESPN Plus because I don't I don't subscribe to. I'm not paying ESPN more than I have to because they already give a shit ton of money from our networks, and that's the reason why our cable bills are so fucking high is because of ESPN. But I'm not going into that. But facts, <laughs> facts, <laughs> facts. But so they got enough of my money, and I just gotta go on YouTube and watch what I can. But it's the trend in soccer. Like you know, I kind of say this on Twitter: soccer is not a poor man's sport no. to follow, to no. play, not play, no, not. but to follow, to follow because yeah. to get. NBC Sports, you got to get the good package on Xfinity and DirecTV. Mm-hmm. So then, and then all of a sudden, God, you find out about other leagues. Yep. Now you got to get BN Sports. Right, right, right. Now you got to get ESPN Plus. Champions League is fucking behind a paywall now. And that's the thing that actually kind of gets on my nerves. So, so, because usually the first major sport that really gets put behind a paywall is usually, is, is usually soccer. Like you don't see it with. 
with baseball like that, even though they have the MLB. Yeah, team. MLB extra. And all. Yeah, um, but that's if you want to follow your team. But like, like you have, like for the most part, I can't think of any any soccer league that that's that isn't behind a paywall because uh, MLS Live is, is with ESPN Plus. Yep. Uh, EPL has NBC Sports Gold. Uh, of course. You got you got the five being now because it's, it's it got cut off by yep. Xfinity and and, um, and Directv. Sons of bitches, walking zombie, being sports. That shit gone. So that, that affects bitches. La Liga. That affects uh, League Un. Scottish that, Premier League. Yeah, the Scottish Premier League. That's that's on my BR Live, uh, of course, with with Champions League. So. Like you, that's like, like, shit. I, like I, like seriously, I used to enjoy watching Champions League. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched it all season it's because I, hard I, I can't catch it. The, the, the one random game they put on TNT is like I don't want to watch that shit. What, the, what what annoys me right there is that you know you have, of course, Turner owns both TNT and TBS. I'm like, why, why, like, why aren't you putting it both on all TNT? Of- on TNT and TBS, of course, because because you could do like what you do with the, with the NCAA tournament, like you had it on True TV, TBS, TNT, yeah. CBS. It's like like you have options there, yeah, and you're, like, not, and you're not utilizing all of them. Yep, and then like so, it's like everyone's going behind the paywall, and really like take it back to like the Open Cup. Like that, I think that's giving some the ability, putting it on a streaming site so people can actually watch games. Because like only time you can really watch them is if somebody puts up a camera. In, in live streaming on YouTube. Are y'all okay with the fact that like an FA Cup and Open Cup, that's where the younger talent gets the majority of the time? Are you okay with it? Because I mean, like, um, for I, the most part, yeah. For the most part, yeah. I, I am. But like I always say, we need more tournaments here in our country. Like for that exact reason, like let, we need different uh, silverware for like teams to go after. So like even if you're not going after that, you're going for the big cup. You can still play, you know, your Kungas. You can play all these guys. So it's like the coach said, oh, they can handle, you know, a little right. pressure and things like that. You know, it's it's not ideal, but that's just the way of the game now. It's too much money involved to play your kids. Yeah, like it goes to you know we talked about it last episode of Sunderland Till I Die documentary. Like the the GM, what do they call it over there? Ex- executive spoiler. <laughs> my bad. Ash, spoiler alert. So like, ep- this was episode two. <laughs> so Let's pause any- right now. Yeah. We'll take a break if you ain't watched it yet. Okay, so like the GM or executive, whatever they call it over there, he was like, "Yo, our owner's not gonna give us any money, so we're gonna play these kids." Yeah. And they fucking got shellacked in the season. That's the reason they got relegated because they lost so many games in that first half of the premier of for the championship season. So it's like, shit. It sucks to play your youth, but like, how do you make them better if they're not getting yeah, tested? Get PT. Yeah, if they're not getting tested, and that goes to the loan argument that I always make about U.S. players. You know, you're not playing for your team. You demand See, a loan. Aren't you a Celtic fan again, though? I'm a Celtic fan. <laughs> hey, hey, my, my way of kit is on the way. I'll be posting it. <laughs> it's official, but Celtic, is, they have this little infatuation with American players. They've been looking at a couple other American players. Yeah, yeah. They've been looking at, uh, at uh, Will Trapp as well. Yeah, Will so, Trapp. Um, like, all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, it's like, like the potential of our young of our younger players, you know, it's there. It's just like, like how we've always said, like it's just a matter of like of getting them the opportunities to play. Yep. And I think that 
uh, with a club like Celtic, um, get, we're looking to get those guys guys a chance. And actually, you're not just going to be there just to you know sit around and train like you're actually going to play. I think it, it can benefit. Them. Of course, I've never really been all that crazy about the Scottish Premier League. I feel like it's you know kind of kind of old school shit. Uh, but uh, at the same time, if they're playing, it, it it's better than sitting. Yep, and then if you can't get a look in Europe, you can always come to MLS, competitive league. Uh, recently, a young player, what by the what's, uh, uh, just uh, throw that out there, let keep y'all on it. Um, what's his name? Uh, Parks. Parks, yep, yeah. Keaton Parks. Keaton Parks is going to NYCFC. His, his agent, he saw an opportunity to come home to America, get playing time. He'll get loved by the fans because he's a young American phenom. But will he, he I mean, yeah, New York fans are kind of fickle. But still, it, it still says that Major League Soccer is a serious league that for some reason in this country we don't put enough stock in our own damn league. No, it's no. embarrassing. Cause, like, because everywhere else in the league, everyone says, oh, shit, MLS is, is, is getting real. Like, it's getting real there. And players younger and younger are coming over here, and they're they're cutting their teeth in MLS. Mm-hmm. And But here's the thing, though. I'm like, because I, I, I made this point um, earlier today, matter of fact. You know, here here's the conflict that you have. You're... Everyone's saying MLS is getting better, but is it, but is it really off of the backs of American players? No, it's not. And that's and that's and that's where you really have to reconcile. Okay, like we can we can still build this league, but also make sure that our guys here at home have an opportunity to play. Right, but they don't want you until somebody else wants you. So these young American players got to go overseas. You know, look a little sexy, and all of a sudden, NYCFC is like, "Hey, come on, back. come on back, Keaton." We, we, we need a better clue than that. So <laughs> <laughs> wait, so going back to this point, though, you're saying that leagues aren't put on local talent, yeah. but Europe, it's the same one. Well, well, no, like, like, Brexit's gonna fix that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. the truth. It's, you know, it's, it's like, true that like, all jokes. The, 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 actually, I would say like this. You have Barcelona, Bayern, you know, like each of those teams have strong developmental academies to where you can, you can go across Germany and across Spain and say like, hey, we, we basically got a whole bunch of Bayern and, and Barcelona rejects and Real Madrid rejects and say, hey, you know, you'll, you'll play. You just won't play for the big club. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I, I still think that, like, each league, they're more, like, England. It, I will say it is getting tougher for them to keep that that domestic identity. Absolutely. I, I do think that because, you know, everyone wants to have, you know, the big sexy buy huh. and and be able the to. Only, the only leagues that aren't like, like Mexico, I mean, like, they keep it. Like home rolling to the team, yeah, yeah. like you know, yeah. so, maybe you know what, maybe we I, should like what, study how they do it. I, I look at that as, as a gift and a curse, mainly right. for not just for them, but also in, in a way it actually kind of hurts MLS as well. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you know how it's like you could take a guy like Sancho who was over with uh, I think it was Man City, got bought mm-hmm. over by by Borussia Dortmund. And that's a, that's a great example of okay, if I can't make it here, I can just go, you know, not too far away from to another country and, and still play. Yeah. Whereas 
when do you see uh, Club America going after a uh, uh, Matt Beasler? You know, like you don't see, yeah. like you don't see him going after a Zach Steph, and like you don't you don't see that. And I'm like, what does it say when you're when you're when you're Competition next, right next door won't go after your best talent. But I think it's I think it's for, in terms of Mexico and Liga MX. I think it's more prejudice to yeah, American I, players. I, there, they, I, there is some. There, there's, there's a, a lot. Something. There's an old school mindset. Just like yeah. we have our old school mindsets that are yeah. fucked up here in America. Yeah. Same thing happens in Mexico yeah. too. Because oh, yeah, it yeah. doesn't make sense how there are. I mean, we have talented American players that a lot of these Liga MX teams can get, and they won't have to front front a big bill to get them and like honestly i really think like with canada getting a domestic league is going to help the region as a whole oh yeah because i don't know if uh the the concacaf can try to make maybe transfer fees like i don't know a discounted rate it makes them transfer fee keeping it within the keeping it within the conference of the um the federation Mm -hmm. but like i think that can help all three of them become better World power. I mean, I've been saying it'll help develop their youth. Yeah, absolutely. As well, I've been saying that for a long time. You know, like like Concacaf badly needed a Canadian league just for the fact that one, you basically have an entire country that's basically saying like like we're relying on four or five teams to uh, largely develop our national program. Like you can't do that. (laughs) Like like that whole strategy just makes no sense. Like you like, and I, I often hear the argument that. You know, Canada, their program sucks. Like, they might as well just attach to MLS. I'm like, no. Like, it doesn't matter if you're, like, just because Luxembourg is small as shit doesn't mean they don't have their own league. Just because you don't have, um, uh, Wales still has their own league, even though they're right next door to um, to the EPL. And so does uh, does Scotland. It's like, you have to run your own race there. So, I think that um, the for what Canada needs, it can only be answered by having the wrong league. Of course, like the 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 better players, like they'll still come here to MLS, they'll still go over to the Europe like that, but they still need that that foundation that that says, hey, like you have a platform here, just like how MLS served for for us. Because before that, you didn't have shit here either. So yeah. I think that for what they need, that league should provide. Yeah. And like I said, hopefully, you know. They'll, they'll get to where they want to be. But, like, not to stay, you know, this is a good conversation about the youth players. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of why, like, I'm I'm personally excited about uh, the USL rebrand. Because, it, you know, it's they did it right where people are talking about fucking USL. Yeah. It, it's like, so you get these, so if they can get the TV money where they can actually pay people decent wages. So if a guy doesn't really make it in MLS or the Canadian League, he can go there. Or, like, a you know, a kid can, like, go there tear it up in the championship and then people are like all right cool we're gonna give this guy a dp contract or at least a you know a high allocation you know contract stuff like that and that's another thing you know just just having you know the community that's that's an added platform for 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 more kids you know whether it's you know or whether it's a guy that's that's in usl right now it's like hey i got i can be a role player in ncfc Instead, I can go to uh, Forge up up in up in Hamilton and say like, "Hey, this is this is not. I have a better stage here." Yep. And and more importantly, which we haven't gotten to, you know, granted, right now Canada might not be able to offer a, a lot more uh, pay wise, but that's only going to make you know uh, salaries more competitive. So, in, in in the long run, so 
you know, I think for the most part, you know, USL's in a, in a great position. Canada's in a, in, a, in a great position. And the players are ultimately in a, in a great position as well. Yeah. And then imagine how fun deadline day would be, like having, sh- like, strong leagues within the federation. Yeah. Like, like. And it's yeah. like, and then there was an incentive to keep players and move them around. Like we watch Deadline Day, we all watch it over there, and it's like, oh, that's exciting. We don't really get that here, no, you know. No. Like you, you know, just throwing that out there. Then, I mean, no, it gets exciting is uh, the Super Draft. I get excited about that. You know, <laughs> listen, <laughs> Jesus, listen. I don't know about you, but the Super Draft is great. Okay, my club picked up a great player during the Super Draft that is contributing to my first team. It's true. This so, true. right. Well, just, I mean, Gressel is... But he's like the one exception from that draft. I think like that was what, two, uh, 2017? Because uh, Miles was picked first, remember? Yeah. 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 Everybody forgets Miles was first. First round draft pick. Yeah. No, but like they're every... Three years, Super Draft has like good players that come through. Like I went through and looked at, it, I was like, all right, where are they now? Like yeah. where are they now? Yeah, and, like you go, you go. Like I think it's like tw- I saw a tweet. Uh, I think it was like from the 2016 draft. And aside from like Jack Harrison, who is actually doing his thing up up the up the leagues, like the top, I want to see the top seven or eight picks. Most of them are like are out of MLS and like. Well, because the college game sucks, man. There's yeah. no point in college soccer. The, the college game. There's no is point in it. Even as a person who's played it, there's no point of it. No. It's, it's, it's killed it's our game. Glorified intramural it's sports. Killed our game. I saw a tweet uh, that MLS put out uh, earlier today uh, talk about how Alan Gordon, uh, how he how he found out he was drafted by LA Galaxy. And uh, we we made a response on, on the tweet. I'm like, that's what's up. But I'm like, that work didn't, like, right now, with the way the league is going, like, you have to adapt and evolve. Like, you really shouldn't need the the draft like that to to figure out, like, no. who, like, who you can. Like, no, my thing is, like, if you can't just go to a place and say, hey, you want to sign with us well, and work that shit. That, that was the American don't. concept. Once again, when we talk about Americanizing this game, yeah, that Americanized type of event where you know all the other major sports is great we all celebrate we go to we have our you know traditions with you know the nba draft and nfl draft or whatever but it's just it doesn't work for soccer because soccer with a college game you only play in three months out the year right it's useless and all the other months you can't play you're not allowed yeah. to and, and, and yeah you got your spring season but that's a joke yeah so and this put in a great that, context. That handicaps those players going to the next level. Yeah, because they're not getting the And let's put it in into greater context because you're talking about, okay, college season only three months. You're comparing that to the pro season that usually runs a good 10 months. Right, that's what I'm saying. Right. So, so I'm it's like, like, those kids are behind. They're, they're getting a, a fraction. Because, like, at least, like, in the NBA and and, and uh, with uh, with uh, NFL, those, col- those college players that, that go to that, those leagues, they – they're able to, at mo at the very least, they're getting at least half of what they would get as a pro, if if not beyond half. Because they're like, with, their uh, schedule almost matches it. Yeah, like I mean, like a college basketball player, they're almost playing almost year all year long. They go in as soon as it's like September, and they don't get done until fucking March. Yeah, right? you know what I'm saying. So it's like true. basketball is different. Whereas soccer, you go in August and you're done by end of November. But there are still, unfortunately, there's still MLS teams, MLS ownership groups that aren't investing in academies. They're yes. not. They're not utilizing USL well, affiliates. They re- they, and they realize 
And and they, you see it. Yeah. You, you I mean you can see it. And then like Chicago Fire has been the first round drafts like outside of expansion for like the past four years. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you have these clubs that just they are relying on that model to grow and rebuild their teams. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. That just it just won't work. Like I, I get, get rid of that shit. You're like, get rid of the combine? I, I, I mean, get rid well, of the draft? Combine, draft, yes. Really? Get rid yeah, of the combine? Said, no. Well, I think, so this, get rid so of the draft. this is, what, this is, what, we, yes, we got Gresslaub and stuff like that. Yes. The, there are so many other avenues for players to be discovered, and there's other techniques. That That is an American concept. It, it and, is, but and, I still think the draft has its place in American soccer. I, mm-hmm. I think that. That's great. I still think it does <laughs> well, because so like we, I, I think the compromise there, um, is, and, and just given where most that talent ends up anywhere is for that talent to get up going to the USL. Yeah, or the draft should be going to the USL. Yep. So we talked about okay. we talked about Fair the pre-show. Enough. So, so but see, I, I, you heard me say the American game. I didn't say MLS. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. So like so, so here I, I said this. So I'm gonna say I, it to you. I want to say it to the fans. Like I want you guys. Uh, let me know. Let me know. Uh, write a review on, on iTunes. Let me know. Is a dumb idea, a great idea? All right. We don't have promotion relegation in this system, right? We should really do an episode on. That, <laughs> Fuck <right>? that. <laughs> <laughs> so so let, let's say this. Bottom two, bottom two MLS teams, right? They get first and second round draft pick because I don't like outside of expansion in the in the um, the MLS draft, okay. right? The Super Draft. Okay. Then the championship teams, then they do the draft, right? Mm-hmm. So then those sucky MLS teams that won't invest, they can still get their, they can still get something, right? They still help rebuild their team because they're getting the first round picks, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like a lottery concept, but in the way. Back ass words and yeah, yeah. Back, you know you take a lottery, you swizzle, you, so then you get the championships though, and then their affiliates. They're like cool, Atlanta United two or bad example. Uh, who has we a good, ain't losing? Bitch. Yeah, so who has a good affiliate? Uh, uh, Orlando uh, and Reno. Louisville, Reno, uh, Reno also with San Jose class. Yeah, so Reno and San Jose. So it's like those are good examples. Like cool. It's like hey. We looking at this guy. We he's not ready for MLS. You guys pick him up, then we'll reassess him, and then we'll buy him, and you guys get you know you guys get some kickback later on. So I think that's the way the draft should evolve into. But that requires some in U.S. soccer basically making this real pyramid, and basically champions like we have a real legit pyramid. So idea. Well, I I, I don't. I'm not opposed totally to that idea. It's. It's better, but I think that the MLS <laughs> needs to get rid of that shit. Okay, fair? I, I th- that's I, fair. I think it's that fair. They should act like big boys and just offer contracts. Like I said, if if a player wants to sign, well, they do. And like and like, we yeah. just got free agency two years ago. They need to fix that. Well, too. bro, and MLS like, owns just, everybody's contract. Like, correct. I mean, that's, that's the that's, that's the other that's part of that's, that's, the, that's the other bullshit. That's the problem. So you can't really be a free agent if basically you, you, right. You're just going from you're going from this IT department yeah. to this IT department in the same building. Hey, it's home, man. <laughs> it's like, so it's like you can't really negotiate your contract because that HR that hiring manager is gonna talk to that hiring manager, and you're not gonna get the best. You're not gonna get the best wage. Yeah. So like, and, and, and think about and think about this: that by the time that you really are free, like you're you're already pushing thirty anyway. So it's like, yeah, you're you're not going to get that that great of a deal anyway because yeah, you're probably 
you're probably either right at past it or you're already past it. Yeah, so you bring free agency down to 27, right? No, I would say... Nah, nah, you get I hear it. See it in your eyes. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. At least. At least. Okay. Because you want to be a compromise? Because yeah. really he was thinking 23. He was. He was thinking. <laughs> it was like 20. <laughs> after, 23. After he, he, was, mean, really, he was like, after your rookie season, you should be able to. <laughs> I'm saying. It's like. Your, your I saw it in your face. Your rights are your rights. So it's like, like why? Give us free. Give us free. I'm a if, 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 if you're if you're not wanted by your team, you should be able to. You should be free to negotiate with whoever you want. Yeah. And the idea that you have to go through an allocation draft and a reallocation draft and a and a fantasy draft, I'm like no, <laughs> no. But yes, but that's another that that should be one of those slow weekends where we talk about the single entity and why it sucks because it it hurts you it, it hurts clubs like Chicago from really going to get money by negotiating their own kit deals and negotiating you know their own sponsorship deals they got to go through the mothership so they can't really grow how they want and and that you know but like we'll say we should save it to do a kit I just hope our kids. Have y'all, did y'all see the concept kits on Twitter this, yes. this past I know, week? Like, everyone yes. started coming out with all these different concept kits, and I'm like, you know, Adidas. No. Adidas is like, nah, bro. Well, because like, <laughs> no, I know, like, shouts out to Iron too. Like, he used to do that John, for a while. Yeah, yeah. concepts. And some of them back before Atlanta was even his first season. Like, some of them joints was hot. Yeah, like it was Waffle House one or. Yeah. Like the original King Peach idea he had or whatever. So yeah. some of them concepts. I, I remember one concept I saw this past week. One of the home kits for Lane Knight, they, like it wasn't five stripes, it was like seven stripes or eight stripes. And I was like, nah. that, that's the thing though, because like I, I've never really been, you know, all that press like they just had to be five. I'm like, yes, you know, that's our nickname. Like, you, like that's our like, nickname. Like, like, like that didn't have to be the nickname. Though. It does. Like, well, that, that the, the Bronx that, Bombers, they're the, the pinstripes. Yeah, but it's like, but it's not sixteen pinstripes. It's just like, they're the pinstripes. They they didn't right, lock so themselves we're, into we're it. So we just gonna be called the stripes. <laughs> We could, probably, we could be called Red Stripes, the Red Beer. <laughs> right. So you're cool with that? Are you with Stripes? The Red I would, Stripes. I would not be. I would not be <laughs> there we go. We got Marketing there we, right that's there. It. That's our that's our new sh- shirt sponsor. Red Stripes, the Red Stripes. <laughs> but like seriously, Adidas. Not seriously. I don't want to say that. But Adidas uh, is playing. Uh, like uh, Adidas is doing a bird box challenge when it comes to looking at good God. stuff. Like you know what. Uh, I, don't say you like that New England. No, no, no Vancouver. No, no. It does you like that either. That shit. Vancouver one was nice. That that New England one was. was I hate was, collars on soccer jerseys. You know what though? No, like, because here, here's the thing on that. It, it depends. There's some classic collar ones, man. That's the thing though. That's a cl- like some one. some Dutch. Some of the Dutch unis had it. You know the the man you when they had the zipper with the umbro. Guys. Cantona, guys, Cantona, man, it's, it'll be no Cantona. It's a different time, okay? <laughs> oh it's a, that's like you wearing some bell bottoms okay. out to the club okay. right All now. Right, some All some, right. some styles you gotta let die. Awesome. Some, awesome. And, and the collared soccer jerseys gotta die. All right, so how about this? Like, I got, I gotta be honest. I don't like. I mean, we we usually checks over stripes. 
But mm-hmm. these Nike collars, I'm not liking. And then even oh, like I the, can't stand the Man City little one button, mm-hmm. like, that button the, has the, no the fake purpose. button. The fake button that has no purpose. <laughs> the the like, sewed on button that doesn't seal anything. <laughs> Those collars are tripping me off. So yeah. you gotta get a collar yeah. and maybe get a butterfly collar. Yeah, or or the <laughs> or the the Tottenham, the Tottenham, the fitted Tottenham, the, <laughs> the nipples. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you guys what, like. Before the season starts, we will definitely have a kid episode because, like, of course, by that point, we'll have well, more releases, we'll have more releases, and most of them are going to come media day. So that's going to be like the week before the season starts. No, MLS like, media well, day. Like last year, like they, they kind of like had them like scattered all over the place. Like, of course, you already saw New England came out with theirs. Ooh. Vancouver came out. Well, it wasn't officially leaked, but it was it was leaked out. And um, so you'll definitely see more stuff come out, like probably in the next in the next month or so, and we'll be able to you know give give our critiques not just on the MLS kits, but also you know on how our views on kits in general. So if y'all have uh, if any thoughts that y'all want to share, feel free to, to share with us on on our social media course. As always, you can reach us on FTC UTD and. Uh, Instagram. That was cute. Like, I, I missed yeah. that meeting. I missed that meeting. I missed that meeting, man. I need your text message, man. But we should, like, no, we should, like, have people send us their, you know, their favorite kids, right? Yeah. And then maybe do, like, you know, I don't want to do, like, a Fresh Kid hey. Friday. <laughs> 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 Men on kids. Men on kids. That's a new segment coming to the FTC social. Hated it. Hey, men on kids. <laughs> if you got a favorite kit, send it our way this week, right? Uh, you know, let's let's do that. What's today? Today is we're July. recording on we'll be this will be released on on the ninth. So that's Wednesday. So let's say let's say send us what you like, and we'll post it. This weekend, let's post yeah. it this weekend, and like, we'll post a couple of little flip books. Right? Yeah, we'll do a flip book. So, hey, come correct. Well, don't come with no bum ass shit. Yep. You ain't gonna make the page. Let's do our predictions of what we're gonna see already. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Um. Of course, everybody from Atlanta will pick the, the Atlanta kid. Oh, no, 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 they'll pick King Peach. Nah, so everybody's nah. gonna do. Are we talking about MLS or just general? General. general. Yeah. I think everybody's gonna have Nigeria. Yeah, Nigeria. Yeah. There's gonna be a Nigeria. It's Manchester United, mm-hmm. Arsenal, and there's going to be one obscure Yo, ass. China one that, that goes hard. Oh, yeah, the Nike China one, that black with the dragon zone. If I don't yeah, see a Orlando Paris one, I'm going to say y'all, y'all whack. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we'll get a couple obscure ass ones. It's gonna be like some. See, man. Hey, we got fans in Vietnam. So oh, yeah. Shouts, shouts, out shouts out to Vietnam. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got fans oh. in Vietnam. So shouts out. We want to see your kids. But uh, yeah. Uh, what else are we going to Eto. Oh, jeez. We always end the episode with some dark. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is the part of the episode where you turn it off, people. This is what we talk I about. I want to talk about this. Like racism in the sport we love. Hey man, it's for the culture. You, you know, I'm a hypocrite, man, because somebody asked me oh, this the other day. Jesus Christ. <laughs> someone asked me this the other day. It was like, how can you not watch NFL, but you watch soccer? And it feels like there's racist shit happening in soccer every week. That's and cool. like, I, I really like stare. I like, I, it was like the, the WeeBay meme. Like, I was like, nah, yo, I, no, this no, no. is my. This I, is my. I, it, it, you got me for a quick somebody like, no, it's not the same because I think at the very least, with how sway there's at least to our knowledge of course like we you know that of course we, are, we always be, be incorrect you don't have an entity 
like most of the NFL owners to where you really feel like the soccer owner. <laughs> no, but like, what, what, what soccer owner? Who, he's saying, who mostly so, owns these soccer clubs? So, so you're, you're saying know, the conspiracy is, they're, they're, the conspiracy been, has been, been revealed in the NFL. That's okay. been revealed. Okay, sure. I'm, I'm not, it's been revealed <laughs> and like, we know it hands up because the media that we deal with, that's what we confront with on a daily basis. Greg, go cue up Eto's quote while he's talking. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just saying this is the reason why. Yeah. So the conspiracy has been revealed against Kaepernick and all others that kneel during the games. And or the, ra- the, the random drug screenings right. that certain players go through in the NFL. Exactly, exactly. Yep. So all the conspiracies that we know have come to light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... When we go to Europe and what's been going on, why we can watch that is everything else. The hypocrite, you feel it. You feel it. You feel it. It's not real. Because since we've been doing this show, we have talked about four incidents that have happened. Yes. And, so it's but, just this is a bad no, year. No, 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 it's no, a bad no, year for no, racism. No, 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 no. I mean, it's no, our no, good no. our good year for racism. Yeah, I don't really know. Sports, <laughs> sports is a bad year. It's worse yeah. than a bad year. I mean, so, it's, it's so but, but all the stuff we talked about has been from the fan side of things, right? right? Yes. So now, as we show light to what Mr. Samueletto, yep, mm-hmm. our man has said, former player, play for number line, Chelsea, Barcelona, yep, from Cameroon, yep. Um, who actually? No, yeah, he can't. I don't think he ever went back to Cameroon. Did he ever go back to Cameroon? No, I remember not to play, not to play. No, but I remember he was like, "Yo, I'm not going back to Cameroon because they, you know, it sure. gets real." Um, but he has said that black coaches are seen as second class citizens around the sport, and they don't get the trust that they deserve. Nope, they <clears> are. They, they are the many former players don't get the license, but of course there are some that do, and it's just that because you don't, you don't. Because they're sending as second class citizens, they don't they don't get that trust. Mm-hmm. That yeah, it's like you don't. That's why you don't see too many get you know, get hired. No, they get the so they get the help jobs. A lot of black coaches are part of the youth systems. If you look at a lot of the major clubs in Europe, they have black members of the coaching staff, but they don't get that looks. So Samuel, I told he he has oh, a point. There, and there's no Rooney rule. No, there for, is no, there is no, there is no incentive for the clubs to even interview a black player. None. They keep cycling Big Sam. They keep oh, cycling man. David Moyes. They cycle the same white guys that continue to Bruce fail. Bruce <laughs> Jesus, you had to take it home. I mean, forgetting the MLS is just as fucked up. God, man, MLS every time. And you know they are, they looked at that Bruce Wayne as a glove. Yeah, I know. They're like, bro, like, why? I'm telling you, Jurgen coming. He coming back. Uh, <laughs> he coming. But no, to stay. The, the, that would be the ultimate irony if 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 um if if Klinsman actually came back to to uh, M- to uh, MLS. It would be fun, but no, to stay. So uh, to post that. <laughs> we, we gotta talk about because this, this came up on my Twitter. This is why like, everybody talking about the Drake curse. You know, after Alabama got waxed, and you know Drake was wearing the Alabama hoodie, got you know a record of supporting teams that get waxed. And, um, so well, you, you know, but you noticed though, uh, there's a story that that came out some years back how he helped bring Jermaine Defoe to Toronto, Toronto. Yeah. but. You didn't see Drake when they won MLS Cup. Nah, no. <laughs> For real. You didn't. 
And that's or the, maybe he started me. wearing it last season. Because <laughs> you have to wrap this hard. I need, I need nope. Drake to wear a Man City and a Liverpool kit for the rest of the year. Yeah. 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 It's the only way. It's the only way. That's the only way. I think he's like just met like uh, Daniel Sturridge, like like Sturridge gave him um, a jersey like that. <laughs> it's begun. It, it's begun. Hey, but because he's, he's the biggest bandwagon. I, oh no, next to Lil Wayne. Lil yeah, Wayne. Lil Wayne. Yeah, Lil Wayne will hop on. God, he'll hop on. Did y'all did y'all see Lil Wayne last night? Uh, yes. Yeah, what the hell did he have on? He had your grandma's jacket on. Bro. Why you had grandma's coat on? Listen, no, no, I, 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 I saw this shit uh, uh, earlier. Wayne's just going like, through a midlife crisis. Did you watch uh, the age of thirty seven? Like, <laughs> <it's our laughs> the age of thirty seven. But um, you remember He Man, right? Yes. You remember Orko, little little yeah, thing that fly yeah, around? Yeah. That's Lil Wayne. <laughs> That's fucked that's up. That's funny. That's fucked up. That's funny. This is a lot of fans are like, I don't know what He Man is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. y'all are. Just so you know, if you if you if you don't know what He Man is, you're way too young. Yeah. <laughs> that's just basically how it goes. But so Trust me, I will hook you up in this lookbook. I will hook you up. <laughs> but yeah, I mean the second class citizens thing, you guys you, let's talk about it before we get out of here. Um I think you, you guys feel like he's just firing off at the hip or no, like I, I, I know yeah. No, it's a frustration. I mean, he's been in the game forever. He's Obviously, he's been at the top clubs, and he's seen what's in the back rooms and coaching staffs, and he's realized that shit on a, you know, on a personal basis. And then to have all his boys that are, you know, going for their coaching badges and everything, he's like, yeah, this shit I mean, is, it's a waste. Up. I mean, here's the thing. I that, mean, it's the same thing that's going on here in the States. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of issues. I mean, and, and I it this week is the U.S. Coaches Convention that's going on in Chicago, and there's you, a black— You going to be up there? I wish I was. I got another trip I'm doing in March, so I had to pick my. You, you globe trotting, man. You got to keep. I had to pick mine. I had to pick mine. I'll be in the U.S. Soccer but, but here, but Urban Symposium. But in here's March, the thing, but, though, because uh, like we the Urban we, we Symposium, come up, we've come urban up. Soccer symposium. We've come up in a generation now that that had that's had plenty of black players, and of course, with that, you know, just like with any other player, like you're going to have players who want to get into coaching. So, you know, you're talking about like high-end players like you have guys like Clara Sadorf who was it got like a cup of coffee at a, at, at Milan and like guys like that you know it's like you can't like like where are the jobs are like I think they had to go to uh him and uh uh Cliver had to go out to like Sternham just to get to get a national team you yep. know I'm like bro like you're talking about guys that were at the top top yeah. of the game and so, so you and you basically had to you're not getting those big jobs. You're, you're basically saying, like, hey. Well, it's, it's a culture thing, man. It's, go, go ahead, Ringo. No, no, go ahead. No, I mean, the culture thing. What do y'all doing? This is, I mean, it goes with all facets of, you know, job industry stuff. People hire people they feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. They're going to hire people that look like them. They're going to hire people that they say thinks like them. Because they don't want to have to re-explain things to people. So you want to hire someone that you feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So nine times out of ten, you're going to an Italian club and what do they feel comfortable dealing with? Italian people. Yeah. Or someone who has been proven at the high level. We never got that chance because we just don't have those opportunities. Yeah. So that cycle keeps going and going and going. And you, what you need is like you need Henri is going to Monaco and getting that chance and that break. Yeah. Even though he inherited a fucked up situation. 
I hope they give him a chance to clean up. No, like, he, like he's been, he's been winning more lately. So no, he has. He yeah. just won last last week. It was one nil, I think, or something. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, like it, it's it, it kind of drives slowly but surely. Like, like but, what you see is that you have like the countries that have the more diverse makeups usually do a better job in Europe as far as hiring, like like Holland, Europe. no Holland, France. Like you you see it a, a little bit more often, but like. English just as diverse, and you hardly ever see like any any, any black. Person. No, this is why. This is like throw this out here. The devil's advocate. I'm, I'm thinking it's because the players that we've watched, they're finally of age to become coaches, right. right? Yeah. But the players that our parents watch were these old white guys that are now the coaches now. So it's like as the world gets more browner, you know, white people are you know their their, their birth rates are declining. You know, it's science has proven it. So as you know, as time goes on. I think opportunities are going to come just because of the demographics of the world are changing. So, is there going to be a black player that's going to get some down treatment? One day. Uh, Bam. I mean, uh, that. One day. <laughs> when? Sorry, <laughs> but, no, but oh. yes, yes. It's going to happen one day. I think it's, I say within the next well, five on, to ten no, years. Hold on, hold on, hold on, what I mean by that is the Don was arguably the best player of his generation. Right. Yeah. And he went into a coaching situation with very little coaching experience. Yeah, he had the assistant stuff or whatever, but got the keys to the car. At Real Madrid. Real Madrid. Henri, arguably one of the best strikers Mm -hmm. of his generation. Of his generation. And he was struggling to get a job. And he gets to Akia Sorrento, you know what I'm saying? Like, nothing wrong with it. It gets good gas mileage, it gets the job done. Very well yeah, said. You, like, Very well said. It's like, not a bad car. Very well said. But it's said. not as sexy as getting that but, Bentley. And but, mind you, like remember, like you know, like a lot of people were giving him credit for Belgium's run during the World Cup. You know, when they made the December finals. Yeah. So you know, you would think that it's coming, guys. With, with it's coming, it's with, coming. So okay, so as so think about it. So think so the top managers in the world right now. It's the same guys, right? Mm-hmm. They're all getting older. Mourinho's on his deathbed. God. <laughs> so it's like so all these guys are getting older. Arson is left. Yep. You know, Alex Ferguson is out the game. Yep. So uh, there are no old managers in La Liga anymore. So it's like, all right. So who's next? But, I don't. There's no white guys. But, but, there's but no then, white but then stars goes, anymore. No, but then it goes back to what I said initially: is what do people do? They want to hire what's like them, right? And so there's going to have to be more teams that take that chance. And yes, we're becoming more aware. Yes, social media has made us more aware of things like that. We are the information age. Like I get that. Yeah. So people, even outside of our country, are you would think have a little bit better ear of it. You would think, but with that being said, I don't, I don't think that situation is going to happen in the next five years or so. Oh no, no, no. it won't be that soon. I you think, think next ten years? The next, next ten years. Next ten years. Next ten years. I think. Be it, it, <laughs> man, they ain't gonna trust me. Paul, did y'all, y'all see it? Did you see what his brother said? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Oh, his brother went in. He talked about Moreno. He was like, "Yo, that was the whole reason. Moreno was the whole reason why." But. Let's do an episode on how these young players are just soft and they can't they can't get yelled at. Like it, we see it in our I, daily I, lives. I think that you 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 have a double edged sword there because you, one you have players who are who are overly sensitive, but at the same time, just like how you said just just a minute ago, you have coaches who, as they get older, their 
they're not as uh, as able to relate to those younger guys anymore. That's why, like, you have guys like uh, Guardiola and Klopp who aren't relatively that old at all, but they they are still able to connect with with those those kids basically. And and, but, and and the results show. But it's a different coaching style. These yeah, guys give like, love, but Mourinho was like it was yell. You yell at you if you yell at a player, he's gonna say, Fuck you, I'm gonna prove to you that I can but, do but it. He, but he's but older, these young kids, like it's just the way they are like, today. Let me ask you, okay. think like, like fifteen years ago he was a young guy. Well yeah, yeah. Yeah, fifteen years he, ago. He was. But fifteen he years was. ago, right, he was a young guy, but the way he coached was Yell at you, and you're gonna okay, want to so turn up for me. But that uh, correct. But now is uh, now the whole mindset, the <laughs> whole like, do you yell at people if they can't read? When you teach them how to read, do you yell at them? <laughs> wait, how many times have we tried <laughs> to make it? Wait, wait, wait. We're not talking about your kids. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'm. Hey, everybody, <laughs> mama, remember homework when you get it wrong. What's two divided by one? <laughs> Mama, the louder you get, is not going to make it clear. Mama, but that was the so mentality okay, then. Okay, so that's why I'm saying, like, this day and age, if you're yelling at kids to teach them how to read, and you're not getting any, And you're not getting any younger. Correct. So it makes it even harder to connect with those younger younger players. Exactly. Correct. So does it make it softer, or does it they didn't make the change? I think if you're a grown man, you should be allowed. You should you could take and yell at. You would think. You would think. Yeah. Like I said, generations change, things change. Like, yeah, think about it. Like, like, have you, okay, have you ever been yelled at in your job? Hell yeah. Oh, okay. But see, I'm of older mentality. I'm like, fuck you, I'm gonna prove you wrong. Okay. But I have coworkers that shut down when they get yelled at and then they go stand outside and like tweet. <laughs> Them Twitter fingers. <laughs> Twitter fingers go off. So it's, 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 it's a certain level of bitch assness amongst men in the world. Okay. If it's a kid, so, I get it. A kid. So, but if you're a man, turn up, man. So We're going are, you, are you saying? Hmm? Does that equate that? Pogba. As a, he has a certain level of bitch assness. Okay. All right. I said you it heard, here first. Like first. Or kind of like middle level. Or, you know. Damn, G. I'm just going to say this. He changes his hairstyle. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> hey, so... Take it how you want to take well, it. Hey, man, that's not, but that's awesome. Come on, man. Wait, wait. He do his hair like we do our shoes. I don't care. But you know what, though? How much did Manchester United pay to bring him over to our team? And he fucking couldn't produce because he was getting yelled at. I, I, come on. I, come on. We I'm go. Not, I'm, I'm, not not him. I'm not defending him. I'm saying both parties could have done something different. That is all I am saying. Jose as a coach uh-huh. had to adapt. Pogba as a player should be able to deal with a coach that yeah, like you're because you're always going to deal with coaches that you don't like. Every coach ain't going to play Fortnite with you. Nah, son. <laughs> so, hey, it ain't going to happen. I'll say this much: I'll defend, I'll defend him more than I will. Oh Jesus Christ! God. <laughs> Is that how we get out of here with R. Kelly? First of all, fuck R. Kelly. Fuck R. Kelly. <laughs> Yo, it, we wouldn't be for the culture podcast if we didn't talk about surviving R. Kelly. Oh, do we have to? It, we we do because it, it's, it's, it's it's the culture. It's it, it is. It's sad because you know we heard it. You know, we you showed us a clip on the Daily Show. It's because it was a lot of young black girls and young like it was a young Puerto Rican girl that got this done to that it got swept under the table. 
You know, if it would have been R. Kelly was out here assault, and that's why the Me Too movement popped off the way it did. This problematic light turned problematic light on. The Me Too movement it went crazy the way it did is because these white women were exposing these these old men that were taking advantage of them. Mm-hmm. Cosby went down because white women started coming out, and then all of a sudden people started listening to the sisters that got sexually assaulted by Cosby. Yeah. R. Kelly did this for so fucking long, right? And why? It, 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 like he was feeding people with his music. People loved his music, and they said, "No, can't nobody make step in the name of love as goddamn <laughs> doing this shit to people." Like, but me and my dad used to listen to R. Kelly music all the time together. Like now, my dad won't even play R. Kelly anymore. Like there's like, but that's the thing that comes with time. The shit that was okay in the past that we turned a blind eye to. You have to evolve. You yeah. have to evolve. And I, the the documentary. Did you guys see it? Did y'all watch all the? I watched. I watched. I watched. Uh, I, I did. Well, I'll say this. I hadn't planned to watch it, but uh, my girl, she Ooh. she got me to watch like a, like a bit of it, like up until like uh, when uh, he and Aaliyah got mar- uh, got married. And that shit was tough. I, I, I remember when that shit happened. I'll say I'll say this much. Um, there's there's two sides that none of this is about defending R. Kelly. It's more so about the fact of how when the the monster was once a victim, and mm-hmm. and what you and then what people don't really see is that in a lot of cases, you know. That cycle continues and continues where damaged people continue to damage other people and then those people get damaged and they damage more people. And I'm like, that's the part that kind of gets me is that so you're talking about both because at the beginning of the, sh- of the series, they said he got molested, his brother got molested oh. and and they couldn't um, talk to anyone back then either. Like, And when those type of issues don't get addressed... That's how that stuff gets snowballed to where when they get to the position of power, they want to do the same thing. And that's how you end up with this 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 whole cycle. And and, and not to mention what what complicates that even more is that when you get when you get into a position of wealth and fame, you know, you think that you can just basically just get away with whatever whatever you want. It's like whether it's in a pedophile environment or if you just you know you mess with grown women because like you because like, i got i'll i'll kind of like it to what happened with tiger woods when he was smashing all these all these side chicks and everything and he thought that he can get away with it because he was tiger woods and i'm like here you have r kelly thinking that you know he can get away with all this shit because he's r kelly he's making all, all these songs and i'm like you have to you have to find a way to to snip that shit at the root and and get these people the help that they really need, so that way they don't become the monsters in the future. Right, but there's still there was it's there's there were no what's the saying there was no adults in the room. There were so many people that were around the situation. Yeah. Like if you watch documentary, his manager was going to picking up high school That's girls. Like is. this dude was like, how this man can go on TV and say, oh shit, yeah, me and R. Kelly, we used to go to bed, bed, we used to go to build a bear and and and, and build a teenager and, and like. And he would just say that shit like in his mind. That's how much they were getting paid by R. Kelly and the record labels that they were like, "Fuck it, I don't You're see invisible. shit. You're I don't see shit." Sparkle. Uh, Sparkles on that bitch crying and all that shit like that. She sold her niece for a fucking record deal. 
Her niece is still part of R. Kelly's harem. And that, that's and that's just like, crazy. Like, that was one of the things that kind of rubbed it in the way was that, like, I, like, like so that, that last part I saw with Aaliyah and him getting married, and how, like, I guess, like, it was his manager kind of, you know, recalling it, and, like, he's doing, like, this little chuckle. And I'm like, dude, this ain't funny, man. Uh, to watch, watch part two and three. Like, watch those parts. And they get, it gets worse. It gets I worse. It. I believe it. I'm like, man, no. Nah. Leave us with something positive, Tony. Get us out of this dark spot. Florida still beat Michigan. You, you can talk about anything. Top Michigan ranked number two in the country with basketball, man. See us on the court. How about that? <laughs> That's that? All right. Man. No, I mean, Florida culture, we excited about, you know, new seasons coming up. We're looking to make some trips. We're looking to join some other supporter groups. We're looking to, to socialize, spread the word, continue to grow the culture. So I'm excited about this new year. You know, this is a New Year episode for me. For me. Yeah, sure. it is. It is. Like, you we're know, ready to have this year. You know yeah. what, man? Finally showed up. You, you know, know what? Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. It's all right. It's all right. But, but no, you know, I mean, I'm excited for what this year has got for us in you know, we, you know, we, 2019. We, oh, and if you haven't done so already. Copper like, sticker. Copper sticker. You can know, you know, reach us on, on uh, Twitter and Instagram. We got about, uh, say, about a hundred and seventy ticket uh, uh, stickers total. So off white, you know, <laughs> <laughs> limited, Straight limited. So you know, once we run out, you know, who knows when we're going to get, get them done. Again, I think Lil Wayne had one jacket left. Man, I, I did not have any parts whatsoever in that jacket. That thing is smooth like fuck. <laughs> but. You know, I, I I think that uh, like I said, yeah, yeah, definitely got you know, cop and check them out. The hex and the arrow are four dollars. The 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 Atlanta sticker is five dollars. That includes shipping. And yeah, you know, uh, definitely uh, check us out. Support the culture. We ain't making money like like that off of these stickers, but please, nah. uh, whatever, whatever little bit helps so that way we could make the this show this brand better better for everyone. So uh, definitely uh, 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 support the crew. But um, I, I I think on on that note, uh, what, what you got for us, Rico? What you got for us next week? Next week, we should really do a do a pro rail episode. I I think this might be the episode that Ringo finally leaves the show. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it would be a lot of bullshit. Can we, can we do it, please? Let, let's do it. You know what? Before we do it, though, listen. If, before we do it, I want our fans write a review on iTunes, write a review on Google Podcasts. Like, and the review, don't just review the show. I want you to say, should we talk about the Pro Rail episode or talk about some episode topics that you want to hear us about? Um, yeah, they also got homework. Yeah. So, oh, For the weekend. Oh, there's homework. You got to submit. Your favorite kit. There we go. Man. Send us your kits. Yes, yeah, send us your kits. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, like us on Facebook. We still ain't doing Snapchat because fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. Uh, so, <laughs> but yes, no, yeah, uh, hit here. us up. Let us uh, let us know what you think. As always, at FTC UTD. Oh, he got it that time. shoot do and everything. shoot <laughs> But yes, for Ringo. For the coach, this is Grego. The coach is real. And we are out. Dude.